Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Here's What I'm Seeing, conversations from the front lines of life and leadership. My name's Adam Tarnow. Uh, I want to warn you today, I'm going to need your help. Uh, this episode that you're about to listen to is a half-baked episode, which is why I'm going to need your help. I need you to help me fully bake this episode. So here's what I've got today. Today, I've got David Morrison back on the podcast, and here's why. Back on New Year's Day, 2021, New Year's Day, David and I uh, started writing a book. And the reason we wrote this book is is this. We saw a few problems out there in the marketplace, and we wanted to help. And so uh, problem number one is this. As part of my business, I spend a fair amount of time coaching leaders. And towards the end of last year, I started to realize I was really having the same conversation over and over again. So what was this conversation? Well, I really don't know how else to describe it other than this. And it's that most team leaders seem to have this low-level but constant and ongoing disappointment with their team. There are things they want them to stop doing, things they want them to start doing, all this kind of stuff. It just seems to be this constant simmering disappointment. Uh, But the team leaders that I was working with, they were really struggling to articulate exactly what they wanted to see change in their team. So they had this disappointment, but they really didn't know how to talk about the disappointment. They didn't know how to articulate the disappointment. And so they were struggling there. And uh, that's what I would spend most of my time trying to coach them around, trying to help them identify what are you feeling and how can you describe what you're feeling and how can you talk about this issue with your team? So that's one problem that we saw, which is why we wanted to write this resource or create this resource. At the same time, though, we also saw maybe a similar low-level disappointment between team members and their leaders. So it's like everybody was equally disappointed with one another. Team members weren't 100% sure how to move up the corporate ladder. They didn't know what skills they needed to focus on. They felt a little confused and aimless. And so David and I were talking about these two problems and just started to go, I think we can help here. So we set out to create a book that would help with all this disappointment and confusion. We wanted to create a resource and a framework that could be used by bosses to articulate what they're feeling and to communicate what they want from their team with more clarity. But we also wanted to create a framework that would serve as a guide for young and emerging leaders. Basically like, hey, here's the secret knock, if you will, that gets you into the room where it happens. Well, after five months of writing and editing, we're ready to share this framework and get some feedback. We think we got a good list of what bosses want and also this good list of what employees need, but we're sure we've missed something. Uh, it's half-baked. We, I'm sure there's something out there that we haven't thought of. So this is where you, the listener, come in. So if you stay tuned to the end of this conversation with David and I, stay tuned to the end of the podcast, you're going to hear about a new group that we're creating on LinkedIn to discuss this important topic and uh, how you can be a part of that. So I think it's going to be fun to create a little community and conversation around this uh, important topic. So until then... Listen to what David and I have to say. Listen to us go through these 10 words, go through this framework. And then at the end, you'll hear once again, how you can get connected with us on LinkedIn. All right, here we are, the 10 words. I'm going to read them here real quick, and then let's briefly talk about each one. So the 10 words are this, desire, resourcefulness, energy, action, anticipation, gratitude, growth, ownership, resilience, and humility. If we made that into an acronym, I have no clue what it would spell, right? I'm going to do that later. I'm going to put that that in the LinkedIn group. That's right. So let's talk about this first one, desire. Uh, And so what most team leaders want is they want people on their team who know what they want out of a job and out of life and out of a career, and they know how to keep themselves motivated. So they know what they want. They have a desire uh, to pursue this excellence and they know what keeps them motivated. So I think that's a big thing that leaders want. What would you say about that? 
Yeah, I don't want to have to uh, give you a pep talk every Monday morning. Uh, you should bring <laughs> your motivation to work. Yeah, uh, that's your responsibility to come in. I mean, I can do that. There are seasons as a boss when you're going to have to give some motivational, uh, you know, encouragement and kind of pick somebody up off the ground. But if you're having to do that every Monday, bro, yeah, that ain't good. That's going to be hard. That's going to be hard. So, all right, number two would be resourcefulness. This might be the number one thing that I talk to to leaders about, where they they want their team to be resourceful. And what that means is, um, when you see a problem, go just figure it out. Right. Just don't come to me and ask me to, you know, lament about the problem. Uh, don't, it, it, you know, if you see a problem and you just go to your boss immediately, it's like taking your trash can and just dumping it, dumping it on their desk. No boss wants that physically and no boss wants that metaphorically. So if you face a problem out there that you're, you know, professionally and in your work and you're not trying to propose solutions, uh, that is like taking a trash can and dumping it metaphorically all over your boss's desk. They don't like that. And uh, so this idea of resourcefulness and just getting in there, figuring it out, trying to come up with solutions, I think that's a that's another key piece where uh, leaders want their team to excel, get better, and something they want to see change. Yeah. I mean, you, uh, you hired somebody for a role because you knew the problem and needed a solution. That's right. Uh, if... And that's how the that's how the game works, right? Uh, where you're not hired to point out the problems, they knew the problems before you got there, and so uh, your goal is to bring solutions. That's how you yeah. add value. Yeah, that's a that is a big one. I think if there is the the one that causes the most low level frustration, it's because here's the deal: most team leaders re- got to be a leader because they just figured it out, <laughs> and so they want that in their team to be able to just go. Listen, you just I, I just wing it half the time. I think you're right. I think there's a sense in where um, when you figure it out you add value. It's simple as that. When you figure it out, you add value. That's it. All right. Energy, energy. This is, I, there's been some, this is worth another episode on. Um, cause I think maybe it's just here we are in 2021, but bringing positive energy to the team. Uh, and this is something that we've learned from our friend, uh, Clay Scroggins who wrote how to lead when you're not in charge. I think he used that great, uh, phrase, like you don't have to be a rainbow puking unicorn, That's right. <laughs> but you do need to bring positive energy. I am amazed at how many leaders are drawn towards the positive people on their team. And I think they would, given their, uh, if they, if they could wave a magic wand, they would want everybody on their team to have just this idea of optimism and positivity. And that's what they want on their team. And and not, not everybody is doing that. Not everybody is bringing that positive energy and it's an area uh, for some coaching for some people on the team. Yeah. Positivity is a choice. We say that all the time. Choose positivity. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big deal. Action would be number four. So this uh, idea of having a bias towards action, again, to your point that you were hired to do a job, you were hired to solve problems. And so I think team leaders, they want their team to geek out on productivity, like be freakish about it. Uh, You can go back and listen to the Greg Crooks episode on uh, finishing and getting things done. I've never met a team leader that, that is like, uh, telling their team to take their foot off the gas a little bit. Like, you know what? We're getting too much done right now. They always want there to be like, let's be productive. Let's get some stuff done. That's right. hundred percent. Yep. All right. Anticipation, uh, anticipate needs and learn the art of looking around the corners. You and I have joked around that this was one of the most discouraging things we've heard early in our career. So why don't you talk about that? Yeah, anticipation's big. I think when you are told to anticipate, you're like, what do you mean? I don't know what's going on. Um, But as a team member, uh, if you can look for the word should Hmm. 
in your organization. We should do this. We should do that. That should happen. That is your boss signifying to you what they hope to happen, but they don't have the energy or the time to get after it. And so if you spot that thing, oh, that's, that's going to be a problem. They think that's going to be a problem. I heard that in a meeting. I saw that in an email. If you can look around that corner and go, I'm going to solve that before we get there. And then when the problem shows up and, and you're headed to the meeting and, and everyone's freaking out, like, oh, we didn't do the, 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 the whatever. You're like, oh, yeah, we did. Here's the folder. I, I put together a proposal for it. We're fine. Yeah. And in that moment, you just anticipated a need that was uh, unforeseen or maybe it was like fifth or sixth on the list of problems. Uh, and you just and, and you just made a name for yourself. Right. You're the guy. You're the gal who just figured it out. Um, and it, it's a little bit like resourcefulness, but it's more than that because it's doing it without being told. That's it. If I have to tell you, then I could have just done it myself. Yeah. Uh, and so when you do it without being told, I show up on a Monday and it's already done. You just save me an hour. That is anticipation. Absolutely. And it shows a level of thoughtfulness that uh, resourcefulness maybe doesn't even show because it is just going, hey, I'm starting to study this organization. And I see the three days after quarterly earnings come out, we always have to create this report and we always forget to create it. And now I'm just going to go ahead and create it. Or I know um, that my team leader's team leader would love this and love it presented this way. And so I'm being thoughtful here and I'm anticipating the needs and I'm going to try to meet them early. And I don't want to sound like uh, this, this illustration might sound uh, a little bit too low level, but it, it illustrates the point. Even if you realize that you every Monday morning meeting y'all have 30 minutes into it, everybody says they're hungry and you bring breakfast the next week, that's anticipating. That is right? good. Yeah. And I know that might seem like beneath us in a lot of ways in the professional context, but that's just paying attention, solving a problem. Guess what? Now we have a meeting where everybody's not hungry and we're all a little nicer to each other. That's right. Isn't that a Whataburger commercial too? Of- yes. If you're late to the meeting, don't be the guy that's late. Be the guy who brought breakfast. That's right. And Thank bring you, the Whataburger. Breakfast tacos. So honey, now- honey butter chicken biscuit. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, we're on our way to getting sponsorships on this podcast. It's awesome. We just keep talking about these brands we love. All right. Number, uh, number six is gratitude. Um, and consistently expressing gratitude. I, I think this is just um, team leaders want to know that their team is grateful for the ways that they're being served, grateful for even having a job. Just little bits of gratitude can go so far in a what have you done for me lately culture, in a everybody's a customer uh, culture. I am constantly amazed at how much a little bit of gratitude stands out. And I think all team leaders would love to have some gratitude. I think this is a great way to stand out from the crowd is gratitude. Uh, neighborhood kids, when they come over, the ones that say thank you, it's just like record scratch. That's amazing. Where did you learn that? And it's just little things that can go uh, a long way. So I think that's that's a that's a big piece right there. Honey attracts more flies than vinegar is the country way of saying it. Have you ever heard that <laughs> phrase before? Well, no, I'm thinking you're, that's a callback to the honey butter chicken biscuit right there. Like you're just a, are thinking about honey right now. It wasn't intentionally. I would love some honey, but... Uh, I think that's how the phrase grows. Honey attracts more flies than vinegar. Yeah, But this idea that like when the words that come out of your mouth are grateful words or thankful words, you distinguish yourself because the normal is complaint. Yep. So if you want to stand out as a star amongst your peers, be the person who, when we think of you, we think, man, every time I see that lady, she's just thankful for something. Yep. And it doesn't even have to be related to your work. It could just be, man, I'm just thankful the sun's shining today. It's not raining. Yep. You know, uh, and so just defaulting to, to 
focusing on what you have and what you instead of what you don't have. Yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, it's a big deal. So number seven would be growth. So this would be Carol Dweck's uh, research on the growth mindset. She's uh, smart. It's amazing. And I mean, this this has this idea of growth mindset has infiltrated everywhere. I mean, my sons, I think as early as second grade, were wow. learning about the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. And so just this idea of pursuing personal growth that I'm not going to be, I, I don't want to be stagnant. I don't want the status quo. We can always get better. We can always improve individually. And as a team, team leaders like to, to push the envelope. They want to keep things moving up and to the right, like on a little graph, you know, they want things to keep growing. And so they want team members who also like to see things grow and progress. And so I think that's a, that's another area that's, they don't always see that on their team, but when they do it, it's very attractive and they want to uh, spend more time with that person and, and have that, like, they just want more teammates like that. Yeah. It's kind of the other side of the coin for desire, right? If I have a desire, a personal motivation, I'm intrinsically motivated to do well, I'm probably going to be growing. Uh, and that shows, uh, that shows your boss as a team member that you default to, uh, uh, to what's next. You default to solving problems. You default to uh, being prepared, uh, versus being reactionary, which makes bosses nervous. And so, um, the growth mindset's big. Yeah. And you know, one thing that a team leader or a business owner is, or here's a question they're probably never going to like being asked, Hey, are we ever going to turn business away? Cause we're really busy <laughs> like that. I, I just, I cannot imagine a scenario where a team leader is like, you know what? You're right. Um, we probably shouldn't keep growing or look for ways to do more. And so if you can show the opposite of that attitude and just go growth, let's go. Let's figure it out. If we got to add headcount, that's fine. But um, let's just try to keep this up person uh, personally, you know, as as a, as a personal as a professional, but then also as a team and as an organization. That's just a big deal. So, um, all right, number eight kind of goes along with that is ownership. Again, this would be uh, you were always kind of annoyed with the idea of like, oh, anticipate needs, anticipate needs early in your career. The one that annoyed me the most early in my career was think like an owner, think like an owner, and I'm just like, but I'm not. Right, like I literally have no equity uh, in this organization <laughs> right now. So this idea of mo of ownership, two things. I mean, number one is just responsibility that you are taking responsibility for the tasks that are on your list and for the areas that you're responsible for. So that's good, but that's a little bit of a permission to play. Is that you just know how to get stuff done and be responsible? I think where you really can differentiate yourself here and what bosses want is think like the owners. Um, understand what's important to me. Understand the metrics of our organization, the financial metrics of our organization, understand the economics of our organization uh, so that you can think like owners do on how can we keep this thing afloat? How can we remain efficient? How can we remain profitable? How can we grow this and continue to be generous with people? I just think that's a way to differentiate yourself is, is you are learning how to think like the owners do, which is a little different than think like an owner. It's no, learn to think like the owners. Yeah, it's more specific to what your current context is and what the mission is that you signed up for by taking a job. Yeah. And so when you take a job, you're saying, I'm going to be about what this organization is about. And the organization is ultimately about whatever the owner wants it to be about. Yep. And so uh, as a team member, uh, you've kind of made that deal when you signed your, uh, you know, your compensation package. And so now to be a good team member, you're going, okay, this is what the mission is about. This is what I signed up for. How do I then uh, help the individual who's, you know, signing my paychecks, uh, to achieve the goal that we all are kind of on together. That's right. That's right. Okay. Last two here real quick, uh, resilience and humility. So with resilience, 
I think I think team leaders like to have people on their team who take courage in the face of failure, that are gritty, that are not knocked down, uh, or when they get knocked down, they get back up. They are not uh, easily discouraged by setbacks. That they're being creative enough that they can take some risks that are maybe going to fail, and it's not going to become an identity crisis for them if they fail. And they're able to just bounce back. That they see things as a learning opportunity, not as a uh, an opportunity to shame yourself. And so I think that that idea of resilience is really there. And there's a lot of team leaders that are looking at their team, just going, "Man, I just wish we were more gritty. That we would take some risks and not be so down when we make mistakes. And let's just keep moving forward." Yeah, resilience is a tough one for me. I've got to kind of tell myself to be resilient because I I default to uh, the opposite, and so but it's big, you know, as a team member and even as a as a boss to be to model resilience and to encourage resilience. Yeah. All right. And then the last one is humility, and uh, I love the definition of humility that I heard years ago. I think it's got uh, Tim Keller's that it's not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. And right. so again, back to this customer centric. We're all customers in the store of life, you know, kind of mindset that's out there. There's a lot of uh, thinking of yourself. And so you want to set yourself apart, just just be humble and uh, think of yourself less, look for ways to serve other people. Um, don't be too boastful about when things go well. And that makes you um, makes you somebody that a lot of people want to be around. And I think uh, there's uh, it was Lencioni, right, that talked about humble, hungry, and smart as the three characteristics yeah. of a key of a team player. And so I really like that. And I think there's a lot of team leaders out there that would love just to have um, just some some humble people on their team. You can go accomplish a lot there. So those are the ten words: desire, resourcefulness, energy, action, anticipation, gratitude, growth, ownership, resilience, humility. So again, I, I think it's a it's almost a complete list. And this is where, again, we want to open it up to, to our listeners. It's not the Ten Commandments, but it's pretty complete. <laughs> no, it's certainly not the Ten Commandments. So, um, and let's let's be clear about some of our intentions here too and why we're talking about this, David, because uh, you and I are trying to write a book on this. So we're probably halfway through. To be clear, this. we wrote a book. Yes. We're trying to get someone to publish it. That's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like I still got edit notes. There's things I'm still writing. Man, my brain is all on those pages. It's done. Yeah. Your chapters are done. (laughs) And so that's why I'm going back editing yours uh, right now. But, um, but you know, when you don't write a book to, um, you don't write a book to make a bunch of money. You write a book to try to help some people. And that's what we want to do as we see this issue out there between frustrated bosses and not knowing how to clearly coach their team. That's one of the, that's one of the needs we want to meet with this. And so that's why we want your help. We want to know what really is it that you want from your team? What are the words that should be, uh, should be in there because, uh, cause we think this could be, could be helpful. So the way you can get this list in the summary is, uh, we started this LinkedIn group. If you go search for it, it's called team leader playbook. I'll put a link to it in the show notes as well. You can also send me an email if you want a direct invitation to it at adam at adamtarno.com because um, I think you have to request to join. And I just want to be very, very clear about this. This this group that we're starting on LinkedIn, it is completely free. And I'm, I want to be clear about that because I got an email this week from a publication here in town that was saying, hey, Adam, we want to invite you to join our network. And uh, we think you'd be great. And I was like, awesome. That sounds fantastic. Here's a little video on it. Man, this could be really cool. Chime in. Hey, thanks for finding me. Just just real quick, is, is there a fee with this network? And it was like three grand a year. 
Wow. And I was like, that's crazy. I'm not paying three grand a year to be, uh, to get in that network. So I want to be very clear. Our network right now is free. And so I think our but, next podcast should be, what would you pay three grand to do? Um, <laughs> go to Disney world. Definitely not be in a LinkedIn group. <laughs> yeah. I want to be really clear. There's not three grand worth of, worth of value. I mean, if in LeBron right was in the LinkedIn group and communicating with me on the daily, I'd pay three grand for that. Seriously? LeBron? Yeah, LeBron. Like you got to have one interaction with LeBron every day for three grand. You would do that? Not a day, a year. Just one interaction a year with him? Yeah, I'd pay three I grand bet, for that. I bet there's somebody listening right now that can get you a text message with I'll him one time right. a year for three grand. So if anybody out there wants to make three That's grand, how LeBron makes money is stupid people like me. That's exactly right. <laughs> I've just got these. I've got these fools. I text them one time a year, and, and they give me three grand. They just Venmo me. It's yeah, amazing. It's amazing. Uh, I'm just paid to be their friend. Venmo so you right now, LeBron. Right. Yeah. Now. So anyway, all right. So for team leaders, here's where we think this list is helpful. Gives you the words you need so that you can adequately and clearly communicate with your team what it is you want. That is a hard question. We were laughing about it, but it is a hard question to say what do you want. And if you, but if you can't communicate that, it's going to be really hard to coach your team in the direction that you want them to go. What we think is great about this list, it's not just what you want, it's also what's going to be great for them. And so help us make this list better. Uh, join that LinkedIn group. Again, it's called the Team Leader Playbook. You can go search it on LinkedIn, request to join it, or shoot me an email at adam at adamtarno.com. So David, thanks for jumping on today. It was a good combo. Yeah, it was fun. So once again, if you want a PDF version of this list and a little description and would like to be a part of this conversation to help us fully bake this idea, then uh, please request to join the Team Leader Playbook there on LinkedIn. You can go to Groups, Search, and you'll find us. If you can't find us, just shoot me an email at adam at adamtarno.com. As always, today's episode was mixed and edited by the team over at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at soundofarose.com. That's all for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time.